You're listening to the Tour Station Western League podcast with Ian Knockholz and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode nine of the Tool Station Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by the editor of the Tool Station Western League bulletin. It is Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom. How are you? It's me. Yeah, I'm OK. Yeah, not too bad. A little bit of a, a, little bit of a bit sniffy, but hopefully that doesn't come through on the, uh, over, the, uh, over the podcast. But yeah, I'm doing all right. And, and yourself? Yeah, there's a lot of it about, Tom. Um, so, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right, actually. Yeah. I was at Warminster on... Um, uh, on Saturday, I had a very pleasant um, um, trip over there. Very entertaining game, actually. Um, two all draw that kept me um, kept me on the edge of my seat all the way up to the final whistle. Um, so uh, uh, that was a very very pleasant way to spend um, a Saturday afternoon. Still enjoying some glorious weather, I have to say. So until the rain and the cold sets in, I think it's definitely still a good option to get out and enjoy some uh, some football. Um, on this week's episode of the podcast, we've got um, uh, interviews from Torpoint Athletic and from FC Bristol. Uh, but we're going to kick things off. We're not going to go straight to Saturday, where we have a lot of FA Vars action um, to bring you. We are going to talk about the other cup competition, the FA Cup, um, because Helston um, were in action. Helston were at home. It was the second qualifying round replay. Of course, after the exit of Shepton Mallet, Helston Athletic are our only side um, left in the competition. And um, I expect some people would have thought that given how well they'd done away at Bishop's Cleave, Lightning couldn't strike twice in the same place. Well, it did, didn't it, Tom? And it probably struck harder because I think this was quite an well. This was an incredible game from the highlights that I saw. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna note that. I think the highlights are definitely worth checking out. I don't know if I'll be able to to do it justice. Just uh, briefly, briefly surmising what happened. But um, yeah, a four-three victory in the end for for Helston. Obviously, they'd done particularly well on on the weekend to to well put themselves in position uh, to beat Bishop's Cleave or denied at the death, and then it looked like it had all been. Uh, worth nothing. They were two goals down after after less than 20 minutes on on Tuesday night, so it was uh, looking a bit bleak at that stage. Uh, but yeah, they they did really well to come back into it. Um, it was <laughs> it was quite it was two 0 for a, a long period of time as well. It really was a, a real uh, amazing end to this game. Four goals in the final 17 minutes for Helston. Uh, they finally uh, finally got on the score sheet. Uh, as I say, 73rd minute. That was the, the first goal from them. A glancing header from Matty Bai. And uh, yeah, from there, that really did seem to kickstart a bit of a uh, bit of a collapse from the from the opposition. Uh, they were reduced to ten pretty soon after, and that really did cost them. Uh, Ruben Ruben Wilson, he's been going going great guns for Helston. Uh, he he drew them level, uh, and then it was by again who scored to put them three two up. So Helston had turned the game on its head uh, in no time at all, really. Uh, and uh, yeah, with the away side chasing the game. Keeper was up for a set piece, and uh, yeah, Helston hit them where it hurts. They hit them on the counter attack. Ricky Shepherd uh, firing it into an empty net, uh, and uh, that put them 4 2 ahead. Uh, <laughs> incredibly, the 10 men did manage to, to score in stoppage time, but that was as good as it got for them. So, uh, a 4 3 win for Helston, and they, they move on to the next round where I'm pretty sure they meet Western Supermare. They do. We could have had an all yeah, tool station Western League tie, but perhaps there was a little bit. Too much to ask mm. um, for um, for Shepton, who you know we I think we spoke about that on last week's podcast, and we a valiant effort. But I mean, we have to say hats off to Helston. I mean, and if anyone can boldly go where no Western League side has gone before and uh, and and um, and beat uh, Western Supermare, then 
Uh, it could well be Houston Athletic because this has got something of a, a magical mystery tour about it. And um, it, fantastic, absolutely fantastic effort. Fantastic highlights. I, I do see that you've um, you've put a uh, mm. a link into into the note, you know yeah. on the bulletin, um, which Absolutely. I think is brilliant. So um, that's great that people really would encourage people to watch those highlights because it really had more drama than Downton Abbey. So brilliant, yeah. Right then, we'll, we'll move on to the other FA competition, the FA Vars, and we're in the second qualifying round, and we're talking about the games being played on Saturday, the uh, the twenty fourth of of September. Bit of a mixed bag, I think it would be fair to say for our sides. Um, a few great results, but a few teams going out at this um, early stage in the competition. And um, we're going to kick things off with Barnstable Town. They took on Axminster, and it was uh, another really good win for Barnstable Tom. Yeah, they're in they're in good form, aren't they? Four uh, 0 win for them, so pretty. Pretty, uh, pretty comfortable afternoon's work for them. Uh, Tor Swan scoring either side of the interval for them. So a good win for, for Barnstable. Uh, and we'll move on to Bishop's Lydia, the side that certainly struggled last season, showing signs of, of some improvement um, this season. But, um, uh, well, they enjoyed a really good win in the FA Vars against Liscard Athletic. Yeah, I think this was, was one of the standout results of the weekend, really. I think, obviously, they've not had the, the best of... Best of starts in, in league action, but to, yeah, to put three past this guard, pretty good effort, I think. Adam Willis scoring, scoring twice for them, and uh, yeah, hopefully it can be, be the start of if if it's not a, a long cup run, uh, at least kickstart a little bit of form for for the lids. Yeah, it would be interesting to see which Western League sides manage to go deep into this season's competition. I'm sure one of the sides that fancies a run in the Vars is Falmouth Town, and they got their campaign underway in quite some style at home to Launceston. Yeah, big winners. A uh, 5-0 victory for them at home on, on, on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Tim Nixon, Charlie Edney and Luke Bremen all, all scoring inside the opening quarter hour. So they really did uh, charge out of the blocks. Uh, Nixon, I think this was another set-piece goal. Uh, that's not his first of the season. I think that might... Yeah, I think he's a bit of a free-kick specialist at the moment. Not not that you can't score the goals. And that's all. I'm sorry, it came out a little bit wrong. But yeah, he's scoring a lot of... Uh, lot of uh, lot of free kicks and uh, another one for his tally on the weekend. Uh, and there was also a... Uh, a brace for Jack Bray Evans. Two powerful strikes from him, uh, completing the scoring. So, yeah, real good afternoon's work for Falmouth. Now, at all Tall Station Western League affair uh, between Helston Athletic and Saltash United, of course, two sides that know each other well, and Helston earning themselves a reputation for being cup specialists. And so it proved on Saturday. Yeah, to follow up, obviously, what they did on, on Tuesday, uh, another win on Saturday, real good going, isn't it? And uh, it was Ricky Shepherd. Uh, scored in midweek and he was at it again on the weekend a brace for him and this was a pretty tense affair but as you say they probably know each other quite well these sides so uh, not surprised it was a good old good old battle and uh, it was Helston as you say cut specialist who came out on top now your side odd down Tom yeah. they had a very close encounter with Newton Abbott Spurs yeah absolutely a, a penalty shootout victory for, for the Bath side which is great because I think three other sides I think I'm right in saying uh, were we're taking penalties uh, from from the Western League, and all, all three unfortunately uh, fell a little bit short. But uh, odd down were the one one victors on spot kicks. Uh, two 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 all ended uh, after normal time. Uh, straight to penalties after 90 minutes in this comp. Uh, Newton Abbott Spurs uh, did lead by two goals to nil. Uh, but it was odd down. Yeah, they did well to fight back, didn't they? Cam New and Curtis Dunn scoring uh, either side of the interval to to get them back on on level par and uh, send the game to. Penalties, uh, and then it was yeah, Col- uh, Oliver Coleman uh, in goal for uh, Oddown made a couple of saves during the shootout, and uh, yeah, helped them book their spot in the next round. 
Excellent stuff. And finally, um, Tour Point Athletic. Struggled in the league since joining um, the Tool Station Western League Premier Division, but um, the Cup obviously provided them with some a, a welcome distraction at the weekend. And, um, and uh, well, it was the Magnificent Seven, wasn't it, against Wendron? Yeah, very one-sided affair, which is it's great stuff for, from our perspective. Uh, and, yeah, Thor Point put in, as you say, put in seven past Wendron. Uh, Curtis Damorell, I think he's the, uh, the, the man to pick out from this performance. Uh, a hat-trick of his own. A couple of assists. Um, so, yeah, he really was the uh, the star of the show for for Tour Point, and uh, yeah, thumping victory, and uh, they'll take yeah plenty of confidence out of a, out of a performance and a result like that. Well, I'm delighted to welcome Ryan Feist, the assistant manager of Tour Point Athletic, to the Tool Station Westernly podcast. Ryan, thank you very much um, for taking the time to speak to us, and a fantastic win for you at the weekend, seven nil. Uh, was that just what the doctor ordered? Yeah, it was, Ian. Uh, just what the doctor ordered. It was nice. You know, we worked we had a couple of training sessions over the last couple of weeks. Obviously, games being cancelled uh, due to the Queen passing away. So we was able to get on the training pitch, work on a few things, get a few smiles on faces. Um, and, yeah, then on Saturday, you know, it all come to light. And it was a good day. So, yeah, it was a it was a really good day and, and, and got us in the next round of the FA Vaz. So... So real positive. So happy day, happy days it was. Now, how do you rate your start to this season? Because obviously, you know, the league position isn't great, but I mean, it's still very early doors, isn't it? And you've had some good results. So I mean, well, you know, what's your take on the way this season started? Well, it's been a bit hit and miss, really. Because uh, if, if you look at the some of the results, you, you know, and you look for it, you'd say, oh, crikey, they're you know they're, they're struggling a bit. But then if you was actually at some of the games watching, um, if you look at it, the teams that we've played. Uh, the games have been quite close. Um, you know, we've played some tough games. We've played Helston three times. You know, uh, Mauzo a couple of times. Uh, Saltash in there. Um, so there's been some real tough games. But we've been in a lot of these games. Um, and, you know, a little bit of rubber the green maybe. And we've got to earn your own luck and all that. So, so yeah, it's been, it's been not what we wanted. But also, it's early days in a new league. Um, and, it's a, and it's a really competitive league. So you know we're not it's not doom and gloom we're we're doing we're doing well in regards to performance and hopefully now we can get a few few results over the line um, and then ever the positivity keeps you know we'll keep going forward. It's interesting you raised some of those games that you played because of course you beat Mausel in the FA Cup and I watched your the highlights from the games that you've played against Helston and 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 I felt that. In the league game, I actually thought, you know, from the footage that I saw, I thought over the 90 minutes you were probably the better side. We played them twice in the league already, home and away. Uh, Lost 2-1 at home, not a lot in the game. Um, I think it was like 80th minute, maybe a little bit past that. You know, and they've, they've, you know, had a breakaway from our, I think it might have been our set piece, it was a corner or throwing or something. Um, And, you know, and they've they've got the result uh, from a breakaway. You know, and they, they took the chance and, and they got the win, but it was a fine margin. Um, and then when we've gone down there in a midweek game as well, which is always you know a tough, tough place to go. You know, it's a was a three hour round trip, and you know one nil up with ten minutes to go, I think it was, um, and a bit of quality from from the from the lad up front, um, and, he, and he and he got a point from. But but I thought you know especially down there, I thought we were, were well you know good value for the point and on another day could have held out and got the three points so and and that's a team that's, that's flying high do you know what I mean mm. so 
So we, like like I said earlier, it's fine margins in football. Just that little bit, maybe that little bit more, you know, know-how, that little bit, you know, getting that little bit more streetwise, maybe. And then, you know, and, and like I said earlier, you earn, earn your own luck as well. Um, so we need a, you know, we need a little bit of rub. But the boys are working hard, and it's, it's it's going in the right direction. So, like I said, that's two games against the side who are who are flying high, um, you know, doing really well, and we went far away in all of the games from from, from winning. The funny thing about Western League football over the last few seasons, of course, it's been dominated by really big reputations coming out of the Southwest Peninsula League. And I say that we look at the likes of Plymouth Parkway, Tavistock, yeah. Exmouth. Um, yeah. even, you know, Mauser went close last season, of course. Yeah. Um, and you've talked about the likes of Saltash as well, of, of course, who've gone well and are going well this season. I mean, they're quite big boots to fill, aren't they? I mean, when you came into the league this season, is that where you'd set your stall? Did you think you'd be following the footsteps of those Southwest Peninsula teams? Or did you, you know, I mean, did you have another sort of, you know, uh, take on how things would play out this season? You know, you've got a realism as well. Um I think you know you're looking at the sides, and there's some big clubs in this in this league. Some you know from come down from the Southern League. So I think it was a you know it was the first time Torquay's ever been in in the uh, Western League. So it's um, it's a learning it's going to be a learning curve season. And I think I think to come to compete and learn was the main aims to to come out of what we want to come out of this season. So you know we don't you know you got to have respect for these teams. Some of these teams have been in you know southern leagues and western leagues for a lot for a long long time. So it was never never ever going to be easy. Um, and all we can do is you know hopefully we'll have some good days. You know what I mean? There will be a few bad days along the way, but hopefully there'll be more good days than than what there will be bad days. And like I said, at the end of the season we've competed, we finished as high as we can possibly finish, um, and we've given a good account of ourselves. And then hopefully I'm not. I mean I know it's going to merge and be a little bit different next year, but then we can again learn from the season and next season be even stronger again. So keep pushing forward. I think is the, the main aim. Dare I ask? Did you ever target for where you wanted to finish this season? No, we're, we're, we're the Dean. No, you know we haven't set a, tar, a target as such to come into a league like this. If you was to finish, you know, mid-table and give a good account of yourselves, I think would be, you know, would be admirable, admirable on your on your first time in the league. So that's what I think it would be really be more mid-table, compete, you know. But every every game, you know, we'll go in, we'll go in to win, try and win every game we possibly can, and that's all that's all you can do. But like I said, they've got to have a bit of realism and a bit of respect for some of these clubs that's been in this league for a long time. Well, let's talk about some of those clubs that have been in the league for a long time, because, of course, one of the features that have been, a, you know, it's been a reoccurring feature on the podcast has been the travel. We've talked a lot about the likes of Saltash and Mausel and Helston, teams that you'll probably be familiar with from, you know, from having played in recent seasons. But, of course, you know, there's the, then there's the likes of Bridgewater and Clevedon and Shepton and Welton Rovers. Um, you know, lots of other sides that are, you know, are a fair distance away. You, you, you know, you stand at the the end of a historic journey um, of football in the southwest of England. Um, you've got the experience of doing these trips. These, these, you know, these they're not inconsiderable. I've done a few myself. You're doing that this season. Is that something you relish? Is that what you, when you took, you know, when when you came up this season, is that what you wanted to do? These trips up to Bristol and into Somerset, into Dorset, even with Sherborne. Is that what it was all about for you? And 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 how does that make you reflect on what you know what's going to happen next season when the restructure happens? And um, you know, and, and we get a new step five division across Devon and Cornwall. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, some of these places which we talked about, you know, for us to travel to, it's something you've got to relish. 
because it's new, it's exciting, it's competitive. So, yeah, so these, these trips we just talked about, I think you've got to relish it. I think if you don't enjoy doing and competing and testing yourselves, at, you know, at the, the best level you can you can do, then then what's the point? Then what's the point? Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, you've got to be competitive. Next year, when it does all restructure, I mean, I think it, I think it will be sad because it is, it is nice when you do move up into the leagues and you fight and you've got all of a sudden you've got these new challenges in front of you. It, you know, it's exciting. But at the end of the day, it's out of our hands, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Um, and again, when next year, whatever league, you know, that, you know, when we're in, as it's restructured, again, we'll just have to embrace it and, and do the best we can possibly do because because that's all that's all we can do really but like you said is you've got to relish every every football match anyway but I think these new challenges these new venues these new clubs I think it's one you've got to, that's got to excite you well, something that's going to excite you I'm sure is the challenge of coming up against Shepton Mallet they've had an <laughs> exceptional start to this season I mean in a way I guess when you know uh, we're, we're still in, in the early stage of the season. Is this the best time to come up against a side like Shepton Millet? Are you relishing the challenge that they're going to face? Definitely. I mean, they've had, they've had a great start and they're a really good football side. But, you know, at to a point, we've got some real good players as well. And, and you know, we believe that we can go on, we can go toe-to-toe, you know, with, with these sides. Um, because else, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be doing this. So, you know, Shepton Millet, they've had a fantastic start. But then also I see that they, you know, they didn't have a great result on on Saturday. So yeah, that's football, isn't it? You never know what's going to happen. Um, you, you know, to see them at home to lose five one in the FA you know, we didn't see that coming. So, so you, you never know, do you? So you know, we'll go out there and we'll, you know, we'll try and give a best account of ourselves and that we possibly can. Now, one of the great things about the podcast is it's an opportunity, particularly when we're speaking to clubs for the first time. It's the first time we've had Tall Point Athletic on, so it's you know, it's great to speak to you, Ryan. Uh, about this is um i you know i'm really keen to know uh this is an advert for people across the western league who you know might be looking at a trip to tour point and they think well you know what are we going to get what are we going to get from a match day at tour point athletic shepton mallet fans are asking that question as we speak so can you sell me a match day at tour point i don't think there's many teams in the western league where you got to go on a ferry so, you know, first of all, it's a ferry to get over, all right? So that's an experience straight away. Um, but, yeah, do you know what I mean? It's um, it's a fantastic community club um, with, you know, a good backing and a real good um, a real good feel about about the place. You know, there's a good there's good support there, and it's and it and it's a and it's a real good feel. Um, one day, uh, you know, when these you know, Shepherd Mallet fans are coming down on Saturday, one thing they will they'll feel welcome, and hopefully they'll have a good day of football. And like I said, they'll enjoy the ferry forwards and backwards <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic uh, one final question Ryan it's the first it's always the question I ask people the first time I speak to them on the podcast and this is the first time we've had a chat and I'm almost you know I'm always interested to hear about you about people and um, can you tell me a little bit about your journey um, into the the tour point dugout last year I was at, at Callington which is a club in the southwestern league which I, I helped out my, my friend the assistant manager you know, we, we had a good, we had a real good second half of the season, and then in the summer I went down to St. Blasey, um, where I took over as manager. It, it didn't work out um, for a number of reasons, but that's football, um, and I've become available, so to speak. And Dean, Dean's assistant manager had, had left for personal reasons in the in the summer, so all of a sudden it was like I was available. Dean was looking for assistant manager, and 
it just it just happened naturally, really. You know what I mean? It's one of them things. Thing everything happens for a reason in football. Um, I didn't see myself going to St. Blasian last in you know four weeks. Um, but like I said, things happen, um, and you move on. And now I've got this challenge with Dean, assistant manager, which you know I've come into the football club, made feel real welcome, and I'm really really enjoying the experience to date. So hopefully, like I said, after Saturday winning seven 0 when you know you have a win like that, it was really enjoyable. So hopefully we can get a few more wins and have a have a real good season um, at a really good football club. So well, that's where I'm at at the minute. Ryan, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. Uh, your enthusiasm is infectious. So thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us. No problem. We look forward to see how you get on in this in this season um, where we welcome Tour Point Athletic into the Tour Station Western League. Well, the draw for the first round proper of the FA Vars has been made and published. Uh, these ties are likely to take place on or around Saturday, the 22nd of October. And... Um, Give you a quick rundown of um, of of our of our sides in the competition. Um, street are at home to Andover New Street, so that's the Street Derby. Uh, Wellington take on Barnstable Town in an all Western League affair. Uh, Woodland Abertonians they're at home to Shaftesbury. Falmouth uh, and Helston they fight out another all Western League affair. Helston having to travel to uh, Falmouth. Mousel they travel to Lydney Town. Odd down um, their reward for that penalty. Victory is a trip to Brixham, very nice part of the country. Tour Point, they travel to Brinscombe and Thrupp. Um, Bishops Lydiard, they entertain former Western League side, Roman Glass, St George. And Canesham Town, uh, they are at home to Corsham Town. And Elberton Villa, they will welcome Ashton and Backwell uh, United. And I think we're going to have a few more sides uh, coming in at the second uh, round proper stage. I've probably missed somebody out there in that list um, that I've just read off the internet, so apologies if I have. Um, but um, uh, we wish all of our sides in the next round of that competition the very, very best of luck. If you're thinking, Tool Station, I know they'll save me money, but do they have all the top brands? You know, DeWalt, Makita, Einhell, Stanley, Myra, Kudox, Nest, and Santex. Yeah. They do. Over 15,000 trade quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want a helping hand to save on your next job, try Toolstation. With over 300 branches, there's always a Toolstation near you. Now, um, we do have a little bit of Western League action to bring you. Not that many games, um, only seven, in fact, um, league matches because of the full VARS calendar. Um, but we are going to look in the Premier Division at um, Canesham Town. Now, Canesham had been undergoing something of a renaissance um, in uh, in recent weeks, but that came to a shuddering halt at home to street. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, big away win for the for the Cobblers. Um, it was Harry Foster, a uh, hat-trick for, for him in this victory. Uh, storming win for them. Uh, by five goals to one, uh, he scored uh, twice inside the opening half hour to put them, put them to a head. Uh, Kensham did then get on, get on, uh, get on the score sheet to, to trim the deficit just prior to half time. Uh, but yeah, Street really did pull away in the final quarter. Uh, Carl Strange extending their two goal uh, advantage, and then it was Foster again uh, striking, as I say, to complete his treble. So yeah, fantastic, fantastic result for, for Street, and uh, yeah, Harry Foster uh, back among the goals. And we will drop down into the first division for one game, and that is FC Bristol. They were at home to Bishop Sutton. 
yeah, and it was well, pretty entertaining game. Uh, FC Bristol, they are, uh, yeah, they've definitely found their straps at this level. And uh, yeah, a four-two win for them on Saturday, but it wasn't wasn't easy. Uh, they went two goals two goals ahead. Uh, Nico Plummer and Kinsley Murray putting them putting them in in charge. But uh, yeah, fair fair credit to uh, Bishop Sutton. They did manage to to come back into it. Uh, a couple of quick goals from Craig Wilson uh, got them back on level terms. Uh, but it was, yeah, FC Bristol. Uh, they they ran out 4-2 winners in the end, and it was Jenison Williams putting them back in front, uh, and then Cameron Brown scoring in stoppage time to, to wrap that one up. So a 4-2 win for the home side there. Now, of course, Shakespearean listeners will be familiar with the famous quote, a rose by any other name would smell just as sweet. And that is exactly the case with FC Bristol, because, of course, last season they were known as Lebec. Uh, now, we do cover that in the interview, but I thought we'd start off our chat with the manager, Curtis Reed by reflecting on that good win over Bishop Sutton, a game of two halves. So I started by asking Curtis whether he was pleased with the performance. Um, I was pleased with the performance in part, um, and I'm happy that we got the win as well. So that's the main thing, really, is getting the points on the board. Lots of goals in the second half, not so many in the first. Did it all get a bit um, got more gung-ho in the last 45 yeah, minutes? A lot more gung-ho and his... Um, we got a lot more clinical as well, and um, they helped us out by getting um, a man sent off, so can't complain at all. <laughs> I mean, you've been on a good run of form since the start of the season. In fact, you've been unbeaten since the middle of August. Are you happy with the with the way that your team has started this season? Um, if I'm honest, I'm not happy with the way we started with the first maybe like four games, but since then we've actually improved massively. We all, we had a lot of talk in the change room, and um, and this is the result of that. I mean, that, that's a really important thing, isn't it? Because, of course, you know, um, even at this early stage of the season, lots of managers won't be happy necessarily with the performances they're getting and they'll want to do things to try and um, affect that. But the fact is that, that uh, it sounds like whatever was said in the changing room, what, that they've taken on board the messages and actually things have, ha- you know, there's been a reaction. Things have improved. Yeah, definitely. There's been a, a really good reaction and uh, there's really good togetherness in the squad as well. So, yeah, it's really looking up up and onwards at the moment. That um, uh, game that uh, you lost in mid-August, that was against Bristol Telephones, but you bounced back immediately after that with a win against Brislington. And I know that, for, well, we had we had a chat with Lee Perks um, on the podcast last week. Uh, many people have got them down as sort of their early season favourites um, to be in the running for promotion. I mean, what did you make of them on the day? Um, they, were, they were a good side. I don't think they was at their best. Um, I think they were missing one of their wingers. But they are quite a good side, so um, I do expect them to be um, at the top of the table come the end of the season, along along with us as well. Ah, oh, well, I'm going to come on to that in a minute. But I mean, who else do you think um, are going to go well this season? Where do you think your competition is going to come from? Well, if if we look at the table as it is at the moment, um, Wells, Oldland, I think they will be there and thereabouts. Um, and I really do fancy ourselves and Brisbane to be up there as well. So you're currently fifth in the league at the moment. I mean, is that um, is that the sort of position that you want to see the team in? I, I get the impression that you might be looking up rather than down. Yeah, we're definitely looking up. We want we, we want to get promotion this season, and um, I don't see that why there isn't any reason we can't win the league. Promotion would probably mean top four, and I think we're all expecting that to be promotion into a restructured Western League, where we'll see our own. Premier Division or the historic sort of Premier Division that we've um, that, that's been in the Western League across, say Bristol and Somerset, and you know, and then and, and then a new division appearing down in the you know down in the in the West. 
Um, I mean, does that make the prospect of promotion for FC Bristol a lot more appealing to you, or would you have been up for the travel? Um, I think it makes it a lot more appealing. I think in regards to travel, it takes a lot more planning and things like that, a lot more behind the scenes. So, like, if, if, if it is changed and it is better travelling, then that will be great. Last season you were mid-table, which is there's no disgrace in it. But um, you know, other than the, the club's name, which I was going to ask you about, but what, what's the biggest change been from you know that sort of mid-table side from last season to the one that's aspiring not just for promotion but to win the division? I think it's the des- desire, it's the desire, and we've got um, quite a few new young players in as well. So there's a real hunger and a real desire to kind of put put right what we started last season. And of course, last season you were known as Lebec. And yeah. I know it caught a few of us off guard when um, we start. We saw we saw FC Bristol um, on the fixture list, and and um, and we had to look twice. So, what was behind that name change? It's a change of ownership with the club. So, a change of ownership, change of name, and um, it's more in line with the direction that we want to go in. And can you tell us a little bit about that? I mean, obviously, you're aspiring for promotion, so there's there's certainly ambition there but I mean what is it as the the Lebec project has evolved into FC Bristol <clears throat> can you tell us a bit about that yeah we want to we want to start up an academy as well and I'm um, having on the 18 side as well so we thought a re a rebrand would uh would be a good start in the right direction for that and obviously with it being a pub name and it being a having a like children's team and an academy I think that'll be quite difficult if, if you understand uh, actually that that makes perfect sense you know that football fans tend to be quite sentimental uh, yeah. Individuals, but I think I think now you make a very good point, and I think it's probably not going to be one lost on the the uh, the people um, running the, the Western League and the Southwest Peninsula League, who are going to have to go through their own rebranding exercise in um, yeah. in a very short period of time. So I, I'm, I'm sure they're looking on with some envy at not only having you you, you you've got a good name, but you've got a lovely badge as well. Um, yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a really it, you know you've done a, you've done a cracking job with that, and um, uh, and I think you know everybody involved with the club should be congratulated for that thank you very much we appreciate that well well let's now let's talk about the the football you've got hengrove up next uh, and then it's bishops lydiard at the weekend now i guess after hengrove beat oldland and um, we can't take anything for granted can we no we can't in this league i mean any team on his day can be anyone so um it's all about preparing yourself correctly and going out with the going out there with the right mindset and applying yourself and drawing the game so we can come home with the three points is there a temptation when you when you're looking even at this early stage of of the season um against sides that are, are below you that haven't had the sort of start that you've had is it is there a temptation to say well look, actually it doesn't really matter how they set up you know the strengths of FC Bristol you if and if you play to those strengths then you'd expect to um you know to 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 get the result I think we feel like that into most games that we go into to be honest is like as long as we play our game I back our players to come out with a victory every single time obviously that's not always the case there will be draws and there will be losses along the way but I always back our players to go out there and bring home a win and my thanks to Curtis for his time now Tom if we take a look ahead at the the week uh, coming up um, I will be um, at um, Bridgewater against Saltash United on Tuesday the 27th of September I say that in uh, the full knowledge that of course the podcast is is unlikely to be out before then um, but uh, it does give me an opportunity to plug the latest of our bucket collections that we're doing um, for Mind this one of course is Somerset Mind or Mind in Somerset 
And um, I will be there along with some people from Mind in Somerset. We will be raising money, but also hoping to raise some awareness about um, the importance of mental well-being and the things that people can do. Players, supporters, managers, um, everybody, volunteers, uh, everyone involved in football, um, the support services that are available to them um, if they're struggling um, at this time. Um, but we will look ahead, Tom, to Saturday, the 1st of October. And what game have you chosen in the Premier Division? I've gone for Mouse All Barnstable. So, uh, yeah, two teams, I think, that have um, yeah found found it found it pretty uh, pretty good going recently. Barnstable, obviously, we mentioned in the roundup there, a big big cup win uh, on the weekend, a comfortable 4-0 victory for them. Travelling uh, to take on a, a yeah pretty pretty decent Mouse side. I think they're both... Um, Further towards the top than than the bottom. I think we're going to touch on the league tables in a little little while, but uh, yeah, I think that's probably the the pick of the games for me on the weekend. And uh, I'm going to go for a game um, that was a first division game last season. Uh, it is the reigning first division champion Sherbourne Town. They are at home to uh, the winners, the first, the inaugural winners of the playoff competition. It is, of course, Welton Rovers. Um, two sides, I'm sure, would welcome a win. Possibly Welton would welcome it a bit more than Sherbourne. Sherbourne have been competitive in their opening games in the uh, Premier Division, certainly enjoying life. I've been hearing um, great tales of their uh, away day antics. Um, uh, So uh, this is a a welcome home game, I'm sure. Um, But I think two sides that will probably be looking to the two sides that will be looking to take all three points from this game, I'm sure, which will make it competitive. Now, before we um, take a look at the games in the first division, I do want to point out that the tri- um, that the match between Street and Saltash United is a two o'clock kickoff. Um, you may well be seeing a few more of these as the season goes on. Uh, obviously, the two o'clock kickoff. Uh, in order to um, to help with the uh, with 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 the floodlights, is something that we we are likely to be seeing an awful lot more across a lot of our football in this country as those fixtures in the Western League chat get moved forward a little bit for those clubs wanting to take advantage of that opportunity for the earlier kickoff. We will try and call that out, um, so you know. But another reason why listeners would do well to keep an eye on their club social media, their club websites, just to make sure that the um, the games are kicking off at three or two or whatever the uh, whatever the time is. Uh, so anyway, we will look at the first division fixtures. Tom, and what game have you gone for there? Gone for uh, Longer Green against Wells City. So I think Longer Green team starting to find their form, I would say. Uh, tough start, but uh, yeah. Certainly among the goals recently, which is, is good to see. And then Wells, obviously, big unbeaten run. Uh, don't seem to be uh, letting up much uh, at the moment, uh, scoring plenty of goals and, and not really letting in many. So obviously that's a good recipe for them. So a big, uh, well, an, an away day for them at Longwell Green. And I'm going for New Boys, Nailsy and Tickenham. They entertain uh, Wing Canton Town. Now, Nailsy and Tickenham, as we know, have got out of the blocks very quickly this season. But, you know, you have to be at the races when you take on Wincanton, whether that's home or away. Um, so I'm sure that that will be a really entertaining and competitive affair. Very interesting to see who comes out on top there. Now, for the first time this season, Tom, you and I are going to have a little look at the league tables and, and maybe they're little more than form guides at this early part of the season. But it is interesting to see um, who's doing well and whether where the gaps are starting um, to appear. So do you want to kick us off at the top of the Premier Division? Sure can, yeah. So we've got Bridgewater leading the way at the moment, still unbeaten, 13 games played, 11 league wins, two draws. So, yeah, brilliant start for Bridgewater. But there are two more unbeaten sides. 
Uh, we've got Saltash in second, 11 games they've played. Uh, eight of those have been wins and uh, three draws, so they're eight points behind. They're on 27 points. And then on 21 points, uh, uh, Shepton in third. They remain unbeaten. They remain without a draw. They've won all seven of their games, but obviously uh, played a couple less than the others, uh, probably due to a number of a number of factors, uh, cups, cup runs and, and things like that. So, uh, yeah, plenty of games in hand. I know it's a bit early to be, be, be calling out games in hand, but, yeah, they've played seven. They've won all of them. So you can't really can't fault Shepton at all at the moment. Uh, and then you've got Barnstaple and Buckland uh, also in the top five. So a decent start for all of those sides. And at the bottom of the Premier Division, we have an uncharacteristic name, um, Bitten. Uh, they've only got a single point um, so far this campaign. Of course, or long-standing Western League watchers um, will know that Bitten are much more used to fighting life out at the top of the table. And um, I'm sure that um, their form um, will return, as indeed... Um, the form of Canesham did. Canesham got off to a pretty bad start, but those two wins they've had have elevated them up to um, up to 17th uh, on eight points. So that just goes to show that a couple of wins, uh, well, at any stage of the season, but certainly at this early stage of the season, can do teams the power of good. I'm sure that's a point not lost on Tor Point. Um, Tor Point are in 19th. They've got um, three points from three draws, yet to win a game at the moment. And then Cabri Heath. Cabri Heath are in 18th. They've only played eight games, and that's um, three less uh, than Canesham. Uh, uh, but they've only got one win so far, so they're on five points uh, down in 18th. Um, so that's how the the, 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 the the foot of the table is shaping up. And, um, Tom, do you want to tell us about the first division? It's um, We've got a new leader, haven't we, at the top? Mm-hmm. We do. Well, City, they have, uh, yeah, I think they lost their first two games this year. Uh, but since then, uh, they've played a, another 12 and they've won 11 of those. So that's why they've fired themselves to the top. Uh, so in all in all, they've played 14, won 11, uh, drawn one, and they have lost uh, twice, as I say. I think they were the opening two games or two of the first three, uh, definitely. Uh, they're on 34 points, so they do lead the way at the moment. Uh, you've got Oldland in second, uh, 12 games played. Uh, just the one defeat, a uh, recent blemish. I think that was uh, midweek uh, last week at Hengrove or Hunt Hengrove. Uh, so they're on 29 points. That's five off uh, Wells. Uh, and then you've got Brislington, uh, who are in third. Obviously, uh, uh, tough times for them last year, but they've hit back with a bang. Uh, 11 games they've played so far in the league. Eight wins, uh, one one draw and a couple of defeats. So they're on 25. And then you've got um, new boys, uh, Nailsy and Tickenham in fourth on 22 points. And a couple of, yeah, uh, nice to see uh, FC Bristol and AEK Bocco uh, each played 11. And they're on 21 points apiece. So they've had a good start as well. And because we love to play musical chairs in the football world, of course we do, um, we've got brand new promotion criteria this season, of course, um, as part of the Project Southwest merger with the Southwest Peninsula League. Listeners who heard the interviews I've done with um, Phil Hiscox from the Southwest Peninsula League and our own chairman, John Paul, will know that the plan at the moment, as it stands, is for the top four, possibly more, but let's call it the top four, um, to be promoted to step five. Um, enabling um, um, both our existing um, Premier Division and the new Premier Division that's likely to be created across um, certainly all of Devon and Cornwall, possibly into Somerset. Um, um, uh, the, the four being promoted will, will, will is that is designed to facilitate the number of teams that need to to go up to step five. So have that in mind when we are going through the um, um, the, the the table. If the season stopped tomorrow, I'm sure that'd be wonderful news for Wells, Oldland, Brislington, and now Zintigan fans. I'm sure it won't be the case, but that's that's the magic number because, of course, previously last season we were interested in the top five. 
um, which may well still prove to be an important number, but that was because of the playoff system that was introduced last season. Of course, that was the playoffs that saw um, Warminster and Welton Rovers fight it out for promotion and ultimately Welton to go through. And I think going forward, that's likely to still be the case. But the next season or the end of this season, in order to populate the new structure that we're going to have, we should have in the in the southwest. Um, it's those top four positions that we need to be we need to be thinking about, which is important, of course, for those sides like FC Bristol in fifth and AEK Bocco in sixth. You know, Portis Head um, on nineteen points down in seventh. You know, will be will be eyeing um, um, one of those top four places, I'm sure. As will Win Canton, who've only played eight games, are in ninth. Anyway, that's a very long winded way of trying to, to make me stop talking about the bottom end of the first division which of course was a subject that I became intimately acquainted with last season and I've got a horrible feeling that um, um, the curse of Ian Knockholds has struck and has struck again um, because um, having lost my own Devizes town last season the other town in my life Radstock town where my good friend Ray Johnson is the manager this season they're yet to win a game they're in 21st um, they've got four points and they're only one point better off than Gillingham, who are in 22nd. They've got three points. There's quite a gap between Radstock and Bristol Telephones, who have won a game. In fact, they've won two of the phones. Uh, they're in 20th uh, on nine points. And then above them, you've got Bishops Lydiard, uh, who, of course, got that good win in the Vars. And Cheddar, an uncharacteristic name at the bottom of the first division. I've got a sneaking suspicion that they'll come back strong um, throughout the uh, well, from the next three quarters of the season. But anyway, plenty to change, I'm sure. We won't labour the tables every week because that, that's going to be even more painful for you than it is for me and Tom. Um, but we will keep you abreast with those uh, with those changes. And, of course, anything else that affects um, the likely runners and riders as we hear it about the merger for next season. Um, Tom, we have been looking at your excellent bulletin. Where can the listeners find that? Yeah, that's on the uh, uh, Western League website. Uh, it's on the homepage. And there's also a tab along the top, which will, will take you to the most recent uh, document. It comes out every week. So that's, uh, yeah, that's uh, the, that's the bulletin. Wonderful stuff, Tom. Thanks ever so much for your time. And I look forward to catching up with you on next week's Tool Station Western League podcast.